to hearts of gold, all of their bleeding turns into healing. Hearts that break turn into hearts of praise, all of their searching. Leads to eternity Back to your arms The place I call home Back to your voice That calls me your own Back to your path The one where I won't walk alone Back to the mercy Welcome to Prodigal's Morning Podcast. Um, I am your host, Wes Dover, and uh, I am here with my wife, Savannah Dover. Um, and today we're going to talk about specifically about hardship and what role does hardship have in a Christian's life. Maybe you're like me and you've heard the lot and maybe you cringe like I do uh, when someone says this famous line, God will never give you more than you can handle. Has anyone ever heard that phrase? And maybe you've even believed it. Maybe you've even seen it. But the thing is, maybe you even said it or believed it, but the thing is, is that biblical? Is it a biblical perspective that God will never give you more than you can handle? Um, well, personally, I don't think that that's very biblical. Um, in fact, I find that to be, um, that's the opposite of the truth. God will give you more than you can handle if you're in Christ. That's the point. God does give us more than we can handle because, and, and let's just look at this from a logical perspective and we'll get into scripture and see what scripture says about it. But from a logical perspective, um, if God never gave you more than you could handle that might puff you up and make you believe that that you know we're we're super strong and tough and we can handle all things and that's just not the case god often wants to remind us of our weakness so that we'll depend on him more think about this and i'll like use the analogy of the bodybuilder if you walk into a gym and you see some some you know super buff bodybuilder uh, you know the type like muscles bigger than bigger than a watermelon and you know he's bench pressing 800 pounds or whatever it is and you're going to be inclined to think naturally that wow he really worked for that That that's all him that's really worked for them but if you get the same weight 800 pounds let's say and you see a super skinny guy walk in there and he bench presses it just like the bodybuilder you're not going to think that wow, he really worked to be able to do that. He really put in the work. No, you're not. You're going to think either there's a trick somewhere or somebody's helping him do that, and I don't understand how. What God wants us to do is depend on his strength, not our own, because he knows that we're frail and we're weak. He knows that. And I think anybody, you know, anybody that believes that he or himself or herself, I think that 
anyone who believes that, oh, well, I, I'm strong enough to do this and this and this and this, um, I don't think that you understand what Christianity is because it's not that we're strong. We're admitting to God, hey, I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak to sin. I'm weak to the challenges of this life. I'm weak to all these different things. So um, let's go to 2 Corinthians 1, and I'm going to read through it just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start at 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and I'm going to show you why I believe that God will absolutely give you more than you can handle. He absolutely will, more often than not. Um, and it's so that you can depend on his strength. Um, I've heard it said, you know, that, um, you know, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Great song. But, you know, I've also heard it said I can't even uh, I can't even go to the Walmart without him holding my hand. Um, that This is also true um, if you know anything about Walmart. So anyway, um, scripture says this. Blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, or the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings we suffer. Our hope is for you, our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that you, as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Verse eight says this: For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. Wait a minute, and we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope and that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. So Paul here is explicitly saying, look, I don't want you to be unaware. This Christian life, the Christ, uh, the, the life of evangelizing and um, worshiping God and be, just being a Christian in general is um, we want to show you that we were so burdened. We had so much on us. We were beyond our strength and we despaired of life itself, meaning we, they thought they were going to die. They thought they were going to die. That. Maybe like Elijah, they didn't want to be alive anymore. Um, if you remember Elijah, he asked God to take him because he did not want to be, he did not want to be alive anymore. Um, and maybe you're in a similar boat. Maybe you're in a similar boat that the stresses of this life, the burdens you've carried, have caused you not only to believe that well, I don't want to be alive anymore, but also that. Maybe you've heard that adage that God will not give me more than I can handle. And I find that that is not very helpful. Not only is it bad theology and bad bibliology, but it's just terrible advice, really. Because, you know, to that person who's really struggling through a hard time, who's really struggling through a hard time, what that's telling them is, well, you know, suck it up because you can handle this. It's not too much for you to handle. But 
but you're feeling like, you know, absolute garbage and like you can't do anything more than take a breath in that, barely. And someone comes along and tells you, well, you can handle this. It's, it's all right. Suck it up. God wouldn't give you more than you can handle. And maybe that's not the way it's meant, but that's the way it comes across. Because good theology would be this. Good scripture teaching would be this. No, you can't handle this on your own. Go to the Savior. You can't handle this on your own. Go to the Savior. You cannot do it by your own strength. Go to the Savior because he will give you rest. His burden is easy and his yoke is light. Or maybe I flip those two things around, but you get what I mean. That, that God himself will strengthen you. God himself wants to do that as well because God cares for you. If you're in Christ, God cares for you. And perhaps this hardship you're going through without trying to sound heartless, and maybe I am sounding heartless, I'm not trying to, um, that whatever hardship you're going through, the only biblical answer is, the, is probably the painful answer that you are helpless and so am I. We're all helpless. That's the point. You know, when we get into trouble, we like to, you know, in our brains, we like to think of this, this solution, that solution. I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this, and this will help, and this will help, and I can do the, all these things. And, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong to pursue avenues, and I'm speaking very generally here. I'm not saying it's wrong to cer pursue certain avenues that might make your situation better. It's not wrong. But what's wrong is trusting in those avenues before you trust in God, that God will deliver you from such a deadly peril. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. I don't know what they'd gone through in Asia. I'm not sure what happened to them. I'm not sure if it's if it was more of a mental thing or if it was more of a physical thing or even both. I'm not sure. I don't know. We won't know until we get to heaven. But I know that I have been so greatly distressed before. And I have so been, been so greatly burdened. And I'm not talking about in a medical sense. I've been so greatly burdened and so greatly distressed that I thought that I was going to have a heart attack and die. I was going to have a stroke and die um, because of how much stress I was under. And I thought that there was no way I would live through the situation. That, um, But in moments like that, what I learned was that God is faithful. God is faithful. And to trust him, just simply trust him. Because that, will things necessarily go the way you want? No. Will things go the way they need to? Yes. Will, will you necessarily have everything you want? No. Will God always give you what you need? Yes. And I'm not saying that God will necessarily give you everything you think you need, but he'll give you everything you actually need. Because his ways are greater than our ways. He knows better than we do. Think of it like a, like a child, right? Think of it like a, and you know, there's all these reels on, you know, Facebook and, you know, and YouTube and Instagram, whatever else that, you know, uh, there's some YouTubers that, you know, that are parents and, you know, they're kind of, you know, having a little bit of fun with the, um, with their kids' childishness in some ways. I've seen those reels and, you know, I thought some of them were funny, um, about how, you know, their toddler, you know, wanted the red, the red cup or whatever, then pitched a fit because he got the red cup and, um, and what he meant was the blue cup and then he pitched a fit because it was blue or whatever, um, well, don't you think that that's how the Father sees us sometimes? That, you know, he's giving us, you know, what we need, whether we think, whether we know we need it or not, and we pitch a fit about it. Um, you know, and that's a reminder for all of us, I think, that 
God doesn't give us, you know, God doesn't um, refuse to give us more than we can handle. In fact, he gives us more than we can handle routinely, especially if you're living living the Christian life. If you are living the life of an evangelist, fulfilling your ministry, he often gives you more than you can handle, more than you know how to do, more than you're you're capable of doing. Do you think there's a point in that, that he might want you to trust in him more than you trust in yourself? Do you think there's a point in it that, do you think there's a point that, that when he gives you more than you handle, you would go back on your knees before him and lower your pride? I mean, certainly for me, you know, I know that I'm at my, I'm in the worst place spiritually, mentally, when I puff myself up in my own pride. When I think that I've got this handled, I know this, I've got it, I can do this. And in fact, that is the place, that is often the place where I'm, I will get in the most trouble because um, I will, I'll puff myself up and the Bible says that God will humble the prideful before pride goeth the fall, if you've heard that scripture. So verse 8 says, I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our, beyond our strength, we despaired of life itself. We didn't want to live anymore. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. We thought we were going to die. But that was to make us not rely on whom? Ourselves. Don't rely on yourself. No matter how strong, capable you think you are, life can change in a moment. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Paul had the confidence that even had he died, God could raise the dead, and that's who they trusted in. Whatever happened, this doesn't make us, you know, Christian fatalists either. And by, by that I mean, you know, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't pretend to be, you know, whatever will be, will, will be, you know, we don't need to, you know, be concerned about anything in this life because there are things that we should be concerned about. But we do know in all things that we trust the Savior. We trust the Savior. We can't add any more to our stature. We can't add any more to our, to ourselves by worrying about something. We can't do it. So, verse 10 says, God, he delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. And that's another thing as well. Do you think it builds up other saints when they see how, how, how you struggle, but also how you overcome and it's not because you, you know, you unlock some secret ability or you got like 10 times tougher or you, you, um, figured out this little trick to, to, um, have a healthier and wealthier life or whatever. It's not because of any of those things. It's because when under fire, your faith was refined like gold and they could see your faith through it. They could see your faith through it. Does that not give other saints confidence? Of course it does. Of course it does. I mean, how many of us are inspired by stories where we see somebody, you know, going through the worst of times and even through all of that, they don't lose their faith. That they refuse to lose their faith. Because even though we are not strong, and I'm harping on that point, and someone's going to think I'm being very, um, you know, very very mean to listeners that when I say that we're weak, but biblically we are. We are weak. 
Christians are weak people. That doesn't mean that we are. That doesn't mean that we are weak in the sense that we are. That doesn't mean that we're weak, you know, intellectually or anything like that compared to anybody else. But the thing about Christianity is that we we understand we're weak. The rest of the world doesn't. The secular doesn't. They say, oh, I'm strong. I'm smart. I can do this and this and this and this. I can work for my own salvation in, in other uh, religions. That's what they teach. But biblical Christianity says, no, I am so weak and so depraved that God himself has to save me because I have no hope by myself. We say that... We say that God himself has to hold my hand because I can't even walk without God's permission. I can't even, my heart doesn't even beat without God giving it, without God giving it permission and making it beat. Other religious systems, and especially atheism, says, nope, I do everything myself. And how foolish. How simply foolish is that perspective? Because... I believe it's a mark of wisdom when you realize that how how incapable we really are. Just seriously how incapable that we are. And I don't mean that as a put down. I mean that as 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 a as an assessment of reality. We are incapable. I don't care how how good you are at your job. You know, you could say you're a carpenter and you can build all these things, but um, and I know many people like that, that, you know, they're, they're really, really good at their job and they can do all these different things. But I guarantee you, if they didn't have the tools, they couldn't do it. Or even if they're really good at their jobs, take them out of water, take them out of a, um, out of a place they're comfortable in and then, then they're helpless. Even the things we're good at have been ordained by God and given to us by God you know, in our life circumstances and and, in our talents. And even the things we're not good at that we have to do anyway, God himself has provides for us. Because if you're like me, there's tons of things that you have to do that you're not good at, nor nor do you want to do, but you got to do them. And I speak in generalities here again, but there's, there's a wide array of things that this can apply to. So I want you to take confidence in a couple of things today. God will give you more than you can handle. He absolutely will. He absolutely will. He gives me more than I can handle on a routine basis. But you can also trust that God will be with you through it all. Have a great day. Consider these things. Read 2 Corinthians 1. Trust in the Lord. And cast your burdens on him because he cares for you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Prodigal's Morning Podcast. Have a great day and God bless.